We've welcomed Sam Farber, Hornets play-by-play announcer, to the program. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, Today's one of the special days for the Charlotte Hornets to get to get back to our community. It's awesome. Thank you guys for being there and for everything WFMG does to support this event and our community with your Street Turkeys event. Uh, it's, it's truly one of the great things that we all get to be a part of. Yeah, Sam, I was going to ask what it means to you now that you have had a chance to be a part of this for a couple of times now. You know, how special is this to you now that you're going into second or third time for you to be able to experience it? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just so grateful to work for an organization that puts so much time and resources into this. And we don't do it alone. We do it with our great partners over at Food Lion Feed. Uh, we've got uh, the folks from Coca-Cola, Consolidated, Second Harvest Food Bank, and Metro Line. They're all working together and, and all for a good cause. And there's so many things throughout the year. This isn't a, a one-shot deal for us, nor is it for the folks at WFNZ or any of these organizations. But this is a time where... You know, you really appreciate getting to be with your family and you want to get back and allow others in our community who, uh, you know, maybe have fallen upon harder times to have a similar experience. So we're, we're grateful to provide that Thanksgiving meal. A thousand families, 4,000 people uh, will be directly impacted by this. And maybe the people that get the biggest impact are, are those on the team and it's the organization to get to work on it and, and give back a little bit. That's the voice of Sam Farber, the Hornets play-by-play announcer here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the Wesson Walker Show. Sam, let's talk about the Hornets on the court, losing again last night to the Washington Wizards. I look at their shots, and they're just not falling for them beyond the arc specifically right now. This is a team that historically, the last couple of years, have been very good from shooting uh, from three-point range. What can the Hornets do to climb up in the standings and start to win some of these things? Well, one thing that's going to help here is rest and uh, a little bit of better luck, hopefully, when it comes to player availability. Uh, you know, we have basically gone uh, the first month of the season, almost a quarter of the season, without ever having Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, and Gordon Hayward on the floor at the same time. So just getting the big three out there on the floor simultaneously will have an impact. I, I think we saw that in part yesterday at Washington. And yes, the Wizards were down some pieces on the bench. The Hornets bench outplayed their counterparts. But at the end of the day, the Wizards team is built around Kyle Kuzma, Bradley Beal, and Christoph Porzingis. And all three of those guys had really strong games. For Charlotte, the mellow ball is obviously injured. Gordon Hayward played really well in the, in the time he was out there, hoping for good news when it comes to that shoulder that he tweaked a little bit there at the end of the game. Um, but Terry had, a, had an off-shooting night, and those are going to happen every now and again. Um, but I think that the, the margin for air is so much lower when you don't have all your guys. But hopefully we'll get some better luck coming up here for the Hornets. And maybe as important, Charlotte's going to get some more rest here. This, this is 15 games in 26 days. I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired. So uh, I'm looking forward to a couple of days off the court here and, and hopefully a more manageable schedule moving forward. Charlotte's played more games and more road games than anyone else in the East. That means more home cooking and more rest on the horizon. Sam, West Bryan here, and I wanted to know, what do you make of Charlotte in late-game situations in the fourth quarter and when the game comes uh, down to the, you know, to the nitty-gritty, for lack of a better term? Man, what do you think about the offense that you see from them, and what can they do to remedy uh, LaMelo Ball not being there as far as them getting a better shot or someone just taking over late and closing out games? Well, the, the get, making up for LaMelo Ball is tough. I mean, you know it as a, as a football player. I mean, you think back, I'm sure, to your practice days, and you're trying to game plan 
to go up against, you know, an ACC all-conference player, say, okay, we're going to have so-and-so put on the series and he's going to pretend to be, you know, whoever it is, Michael Vick. He's going to pretend to be whatever the super – that's hard to do. That, you just don't – there's so few people in the world that have that skill set. And if they did, they'd probably be starting for you anyways. They're not on the scout team. So, you know, it, it's difficult to replicate what LaMelo Ball brings to the table. But that's the task at hand here for the Hornets, and I think they've done a good job being competitive. This is not a situation where the Hornets are getting blown out night after night. That would be even more frustrating if they weren't in the game. It's frustrating that they're not winning them, but they're there at the end of contest. So closing it out is important. I think having additional continuity is going to help that. That comes with health uh, and comes with depth. Um, but the guys are there, and, and they're in the fight. They're close to it. Uh, and a couple of games now, they've been one rebound away, one shot away, and that's where you want to be in the NBA within those margins. That's how you can flip things really quickly. Last night, I don't believe the Hornets had a fast break point in the first half, and they only finished with six for the game. This is a team that we know that's always up there for pace and fast break points. Do you think maybe they're trying something different without LaMelo and not trying to gas guys out for late in the games and play more half-court basketball, or what are your thoughts about that? Well, for the Wizards specifically, that's, that's by design. Washington, they believe in their half-court offense, as they should. They've got three extraordinary players who they like to play one-on-one with. So they want to slow it down and get in the half-court. If the Hornets were not given a fast break point, though, I've got a beef then with the official score because Ty Jones' highlights is going to live in my head for the rest of my life. I think it broke Eric Collins. I could hear him from downstairs. And... Uh, I mean, if that's not a fast break point, I don't know what is, guys. No, it absolutely was, and it's one of the more exciting fast breaks, uh, fast break points I've ever seen in my entire life. So you had some crazy things to call the Cavaliers game on Friday and the Kai Jones transition basket that Kai was able to have there against the Washington Wizards. It's Sam Farber, Hornets play-by-play announcer, joining us on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I wanted to talk a little bit about what we discussed last night, Sam, after the game, and that's Dennis Smith Jr. An angry Steve Clifford after the contest, calling his team for uh, calling his team out for last of physicality, but did have high praise for Dennis Smith Jr., saying that he was the best player on the floor. I, I just think the world of this reclamation project that he's undergone early in the season with Charlotte, I did not expect this type of play. I think he's been huge. How big of a reclamation project have you seen from Dennis Smith Jr., and what's his importance to this team? Well, he's massive to this team right now. He fills in that backup point guard role. You might recall we went into the year not knowing if there was even going to be one. If, if, right. You know, in terms of regularly playing on a regular basis, uh, and, and BSG has come in there and just done a spectacular job. I think he's someone who is a little bit like Isaiah Thomas the year before. Isaiah had just been battered by injury after injury. He was never healthy fully when he would get out there. And so he had time off the floor. Hornets picked him up out of the G League, and he took off. But he was finally healthy again. And I think when you look at the last couple of years for Dennis Smith Jr., you see some injuries that have derailed the season. And so now he's healthy again. Uh, knock on wood, he thinks that way. Because we don't need any more ankle twists in Charlotte. Um, but... I mean, when he's healthy and out there, he's such a dogged defender. And even at his size, the way he blocks shots, the way he can test everything, he's a pest out there. Um, he can really just do it all on the defensive side of the floor. And offensively, he's contributing strong efforts as well, can finish at the rim in traffic. Uh, he's been exceptional for the Hornets. And I, I just I just think of what the team's going to look like when they've got everyone healthy. I know you, you rarely get everyone, everyone healthy 
in an NBA season. Um, but I think if Charlie can have some lineups where even Terry Lamello and, and Dennis on the floor at the same time sometimes go small, mix it up. Uh, Charlotte's got so much talent on the team. It's just a shame we haven't had a chance to see it. But that's part of the hope for, for the future. We've got great team games in, and we haven't seen it all together yet. So hopefully we get an 18-game stretch coming up where we do. Yeah, I'd love to see Dennis Smith Jr. and LaMelo Ball on the court at the same time. Just have not been able to see that because of the injuries to both players. And, of course, LaMelo gets injured again. Hopefully we can see those guys share the court at the same exact time. Sam Farber, Hornets play-by-play announcer, helping us talk about the 14th annual Hornets Cornucopia event. We're live here at the Spectrum Center. Sam, thank you so much for joining us and talking about the event as well as some Hornets basketball. Well, thank you guys for, for being a part of it. Thank you guys for what you do with Street Turkeys as well. That's a great event as well that, that we're thrilled to be a part of. Uh, thanks to our fantastic partners, Food Lion Peas, Coca-Cola Consolidated, Second Harvest Food Bank of Metzalina, and to all of our great players who have given a lot of their time. We just got off the road. Players, coaching staff all across the board to get back in there and get back really speak to what kind of people they are. And I know basketball is our focus, but this is really what matters. So thank you guys for being a part of it and look forward to seeing you back at the Hive on Wednesday when the Hornets host the Sixers. Yep, that's right. Philadelphia 76ers coming to town, so a couple of days off for the Hornets on the basketball court. But Hold on, not... we didn't ask them about the dunk. No, but, but, did you want to ask? Did you want before we go real quick? You can. I was going to ask him. I was going <laughs> to say, listen, I know you saw that dunk last night from Kai Jones, and I didn't get to hear your call. But is it, in your opinion, the best in-game dunk that you've seen? And I would say in Hornets history, but in your time covering the Hornets, and would you say in Hornets history? Oof. You know, for me, man, I mean, in terms of degree of difficulty, it's up there. But the Miles Bridges one over Clint Capella, that one was huge, too. The shame of it is the two best dunks I've ever seen in, in a game as the Hornets broadcast to both came and losses. So, you know what? As, as much fun as those plays are, I'd, I'd go with a dunkless game if we could get uh, some more Ws here. Of course, fun. <laughs> Dr. Pepper wouldn't love that necessarily, but I think they, they'd give it up for one game. Oh, I mean, let's just find the happy medium. Let's get some victories and let's get some dunks at the same time, even if they're not at the level of Kai Jones. Let's just try to find a happy medium. Thanks again, Sam. We appreciate the time. It's my pleasure. I know what Wes thought of that dunk. It was straight fire.